Welcome to the Deep Dive Spirituality Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Brian Russell, and today I'm going to do a solo cast around the topic of gratitude and the critical role that gratitude plays in opening up the future for even more spiritual growth, even more abundance. Cicero famously wrote, gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all the others. Is that true? And how could that be true? Again, gratitude's not the is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all the others. Do you consider gratitude to be the greatest virtue? Before I go any further, invite you to check out the show notes for all the resources that I'll be mentioning. If you're interested in Centering Prayer and you'd like to be invited to a monthly gathering, we usually meet on the second Saturday of the month, check out centeringprayerbook.com and sign up for my updates. And also, I'm launching a new coaching program on March 1st, 2023. It's called Deeper. It'll be a once a month meeting on Zoom. I'm going to discount it as I'm launching a brand new program. It's anticipated that it'll last for 12 months, but obviously you're free to come and go. I'd like you to try it for at least three months. You can check out some information on that if you're interested and the rest of my coaching materials at deepdivespirituality.com, deepdivespirituality.com. Let's get back to gratitude. I discovered the truth of Cicero's proverb is saying at one of the darkest times in my entire life. I had been in a just a free fall on multiple levels and I was in at, at the on top of it I ended up getting insomnia. And so I essentially had gone six weeks without really sleeping more than, say, three or four hours a night, just barely enough to get by, but I was brain dead, I was exhausted, and I remember waking up one morning, I knew my daughters were in their bedrooms, it's time to wake up and get another day started, but on this day... I think maybe it was the only time I've ever felt the weight of absolute true despair and depression. I, I felt paralyzed. I remember rolling over in bed, just grabbing the covers and thinking, I just can't do it anymore. I'm not going to get up. And I'm still grateful, no pun intended, for what happened next. As, as I sat there literally thinking that it was done. I was ready to throw in the towel. At that exact moment, as I was, I was happened to be facing towards the window, still dark in my room, a ray, the first ray of light just happened to hit the window shades perfectly. So a little laser of light cut through the darkness of my room. And I remember looking at that light and saying to myself, I'm really grateful for the sun. And then I just started thinking about the sun, how it got up every day uh, without fail, whether it felt like it or not. And I thought to myself, I'm so grateful that the sun rises up every day. And you know what? I can get up one more day. 
that was my crash course into gratitude. And essentially, ever since that morning, I've been a practice a practitioner of gratitude. Again, Cicero said, gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all the others. The scriptures are full of gratitude quotations. For example, Psalm 36, which I'll come back to in a minute, has a refrain, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever and ever. Uh, One of my favorite texts in scripture comes from Colossians chapter 3, and I consider this one of the most beautiful texts in the entire Bible. I'm going to read uh, the uh, from verse 14 to 17. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were once called in the one body, and be thankful Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Meister Eckhart, the medieval mystic, has... I think a fairly well-known saying that just captured, I think, the heart of the biblical data. And it, and it was this, I, uh, Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer you said in your whole life was thank you, that would be enough. And at the heart of Christian worship, we have the Eucharist, also known as the Lord's Supper or Communion. And Eucharist, that comes from the Greek word uh, for give thanks. So at the heart of one of the binding acts that Christians do, some every Sunday, some more frequently, is it's a giving thanks to God. So gratitude. I want to share some classic quotations about gratitude, and then we'll get a little bit further into the weeds. Um, Seneca, in his letters, letter, his moral letters to Lucilius, from letters from a Stoic. This is letter two, and this is near the end. This is almost the, uh, the last uh, couple of sentences and lines of letter two. Listen to what Seneca says. It's not the person who has too little who is poor, but the one who hankers after more. What difference does it make how much there is laid away in a person's safe or in his barns or her barns, how many head of stock he or she grazes, or how much capital one puts out to interest? If he is always after what is another's and only counts what he has yet to get, never what he has already. You ask what is the proper limit to a person's wealth, first having what is essential, and second, having what is enough. I found, friends, that when we practice gratitude, there's there's always enough. And let me share with you a practice that I did in, in the days and weeks and literally years following that day when the sun rose up. And I began to launch the comeback that I've essentially been on now for the last 12 years. 
I just I discovered a a basic journaling practice, which I started back in those days, and then I've continued to expand it. And that journaling practice is a morning and an evening journaling practice. I've shared it with many people, and I'm going to share it quickly. And by the way, in this podcast, I'm going to give you some collections of information about gratitude, and then you're going to get three practical ways to to enhance, to amplify your gratitude. And the first one is this, this basic morning, evening journaling practice. If you at least start with the morning and what I do every morning, and this is every morning, is I start with gratitude. And you know, those on YouTube, I mean, you can just look at my journal right here. I got my gratitude right here. It's right there from yesterday. Always do this. I try to write down five things or people or events for which I'm grateful. And remember, it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be as simple as if you have anything else to be grateful for, you can be grateful that you can breathe. Obviously, if you have a little bit more abundance than simply breath, you can list other things. That morning, for me, it was that the sun rose. Maybe your children, your spouse, uh, your opportunities for that day, uh, something good that's happening in your life, some learning that you have, whatever it is. Write it down. And here's the key thing. If you want to make gratitude really powerful, feel it in your heart. So don't, you know, because sometimes you'll find yourself being grateful for the same things, but don't leave the writing until you feel it. Because literally, one of the truths about gratitude is if you can be grateful, that overrides any other emotion. You're not going to be afraid. Um, You're not going to be angry. You're not going to be anxious. Uh, you're, you name it. Gratitude will knock you out of any negative emotion that you are in. So gratitude is almost like a superpower. So write down every morning five things for which you're grateful. You can start there. And I promise you, if you do that consistently, it will slowly change your life. Because here's the truth, and this is the way Dan Sullivan says it. What you appreciate in life appreciates. And then I'd also encourage you at night, if you just want to do a simple gratitude practice, do five things that you're grateful for in the morning. And then before you go to sleep, give yourself the gift of assessing the day and find at least three things that you can be grateful for from the day that you just lived out. That's a game changer. Obviously, on a really good day, when everything seems to have gone right, you can write 10, 15 things down sometimes. Do that if you can. But if you've had a challenging day, if you literally want to change your life, put your mind to rest so you can begin to get sleep, find things to be grateful for that happened even on the challenging day. And if you do that, you'll slowly go on a literal winning streak. And, you know, your bad days, then literally really bad days are going to be far and few between. When you put, when you use gratitude before you go to sleep, again, you release, you reframe the day, and you allow yourself the gift of sleep. So wake up with gratitude, go to sleep with gratitude. That's, that's the first practice. 
Um, check out some of these other quotations on gratitude that I think are really powerful. This is from Marcus Aurelius, another of the Stoic from his meditations. Do not indulge in dreams of having what you have not, but reckon up the chief of the blessings you do possess, and then thankfully remember how you would crave for them if they were not yours. So again, it's a focus not on what you don't have. The focus is on what you do have. What you appreciate, appreciates. Epicurus, this is from the Epicurean school now. Do not spoil what you have by desiring what you don't have. But remember that what you now have was once among the things you only hoped for. I mean, sit on that one for a little bit. By the way, all these quotations will be in the show notes too if you're interested in them. Um, Aesop, another from the Greek classical tradition, gratitude is the sign of noble souls. Because gratitude opens us up. Gratitude is the virtue that opens us up to the life that God wants us to live. I mean, you want to look, I always look, do people say thank you? Do pe- are people able to appreciate the things that they have? That's one of the first signs of a good character, a person that can lead with a thank you, that can appreciate what they have. Socrates, he who is not contented with what he has would not be contented with what he would like to have. Now, this quote from Socrates leads us back into one of Jesus's kind of mysterious, or sometimes it seems like almost an offensive saying. And this is from Jesus's parable of the talents. This is in Matthew chapter 25. And listen to this, because this gets misunderstood sometimes. Uh, This is the parable that Jesus tells about uh, a man who goes on a journey and he leaves his servants or his slaves talents. To one, he gives five talents. To another, two And to a third one, he gives one according to their abilities. And then he goes away. And then he and then while he's gone, the person with the five talents actually invests them. He 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 trades them and he makes five more talents. The one who has two talents does the same thing. And when the master comes back, he has another uh, two talents. But the one with only one talent. Uh, He doesn't do anything. He hides it, protects it. And then after a long time, the master comes back and he has his servants come out. And um, the one who had five gives his master now ten. And the the master says, now I'm going to put you in charge of even more. And then the one with two talents comes forward and he has four now. And he does the same thing. You've been trustworthy in a few things. I'm going to put you in charge of many things. And then the guy that only had one talent comes in and he says, I knew you were a harsh man reaping what you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I hid the talent. And here it is back. Well, then in this case, you know, you always feel like, oh, my gosh, this I feel bad for this guy. But but listen, this this is pretty brutal. The the master says, uh, you wicked and lazy slave, you knew did you that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers on my return so I'd at least have gotten some interest. So he takes that one talent away 
and gives it to the one with 10 talents. And then this is the interesting saying. This is the saying of Jesus. For to all those who have, more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. When you hear a statement like that, to all who have, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But to, to the one who doesn't have, even what he has will be taken away. That just sounds unfair. But, but here's the thing. This is where gratitude comes in, right? What you appreciate, appreciates. If you're, when you're grateful, abundance flows. If you can appreciate what you have, even if it's only one talent. By the way, one talent was a, a large substantial sum of money back in the past it wasn't like he had a penny he was he was he had a um, an opportunity to invest but instead he was just he instead of being grateful he was afraid and so appreciate the small things and more will be added unto you that seems to be a principle that holds true so it's not jesus saying be mean to poor people and confiscate things from people that can't even have um, some of the basics. But instead, what it's talking about is cultivate an attitude of gratitude, because when we open ourselves up, more will be given. Again, I want to give another exercise here to help amplify gratitude. If you know Psalm 36, I mentioned it earlier. Psalm 136, I mentioned it earlier. It's a Thanksgiving psalm. And I'm not going to read it in its entirety, but essentially what Psalm 136 does is it runs through Old Testament history and praises God and calls the congregation then to give thanks. Again, it says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods for his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords for his steadfast love endures forever. And if essentially, as you read from verses 4 to 22, then the psalmist describes things like the one who does great wonders. You know, why do we give thanks to God for the great wonders that he does? Uh, and he talks about the deliverance from Egypt. Um, the, the walking through the Red Sea on dry land, give thanks to the Lord, um, rescued them from Pharaoh. And then at the end of the Psalm, verses 23, 24, 25, it says, it is he who remembered us in our low estate for his steadfast love endures forever and rescued us from all our foes for his steadfast love endures forever, who gives food to all flesh for his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. And a uh, guy I have the privilege of working with right now, Don Thompson, he's a pastor in Jacksonville, Florida. He has this really cool gratitude practice that he started. And he basically is rewriting Psalm 136 and making it personal. So he takes the words of scripture and he just uses that, that plan. And so it's like, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and then you can fill that in yourself. So what would it look like for you to write out your own Thanksgiving psalm that went back through your life and talked about the things that you're grateful for as you look back and see perhaps how God's loving presence has led you through and that you can just give thanks back to God for the things that you have received and experienced?
me give you one more quotation. This is from Epictetus in this collection. He is a wise man who does not grieve for the things which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has. Epictetus. He's my favorite Stoic. And you can get, I'll put links to um, Epictetus and, and Seneca and Epicurus and Marcus Aurelius in the in the show notes if you're interested. And the last thing I want to do, and I'd, I'd invite you again, you've, I've given you, I promised you two tools. The first two were, were pretty straightforward. Again, the first tool was five things you're grateful for in the morning, three things you're grateful for at night. Start doing that. That's a really easy practice. Um, use Don's rewriting of Psalm 136 as a way to amplify gratitude. And the last thing I want to do is I want to share with you one of my new coaching tools that I've used with all of my clients over the last um, four to six weeks. It was a way to actually process um, 2022 and to get ready for 2023. And I call it the attitude or the gratitude amplifier. The idea here is you always want to make your appreciation and your gratitude greater than your sense of success. Always lead with gratitude. And if you have a, a pen and a paper, by the way, if you're interested in this, I'll also put a link in the show notes to the gratitude amplifier, and you can go ahead and download a copy. I'll put a link to my Google Drive where this document is, is in, but I'd love for you to have the gratitude amplifier if you're interested in it. But essentially, just take out a sheet of paper or do this mentally as we go. And I'd like you to start with something really basic, and that's this. I want you to think about your life right now, where you are. And how would you answer this? For what are you most grateful today in your life? What are you most grateful for today in your life. So make it real basic. Think about the things in your life, the people in your life, maybe where you are today, but what are you most grateful for today in your life? And the, the second one, the second question is this. Again, mentally do this, but who do you need to say thank you to in this season that perhaps you've neglected or perhaps even taken for granted? Who are people in your life? Maybe it's family members. Maybe it's friends. Maybe it's people that you work with. Maybe it's someone who works for you. But who are people in your life that you feel led to say thank you to that perhaps you've neglected for a season or that you've taken for granted? You know, I love that question because it reminds me of how blessed that I am. And I think about people that maybe I haven't talked to for a while. Just reach out and say thank you. I've had a, a chance to, to have a meal with a, with one, with a mentor. You know, I, it's no secret. It's, it's my... It's my uh, Bible professor from seminary, David Bauer. He's a colleague and a dean now. I had a chance to have dinner with him just last week in, uh, during, in January of 2023. One of the things that I just love to do is I just like to say thank you. 
because he did so much for me. He taught me uh, the scriptures. He taught me how to read scripture. He uh, mentored me. He helped me get in a PhD program. He continues to treat me really well as a dean. He even uh, put a good word in, which is one of the reasons I even got the job that I did, that I have now, that I got that back in, in 2000. So when I see David Bauer, I think, I think thank you. Uh, but who are other people? Maybe it's folks you haven't contacted for a while, but who do you need to say thank you to in this season that perhaps you've forgotten about or you've neglected or perhaps even taken for granted? Again, what you appreciate, appreciates. Always make your gratitude bigger than any accomplishment or any goal that you have. The third question. <clears throat> Think about now the totality of your life and what positive experiences from your past are you super grateful about? And be, have fun with that. So just think back over your life and what are the positive events and happenings, experiences for which you can be super grateful. Maybe it's the birth of children. Uh, maybe it was when you got, got a dream job at some point. Maybe when you finished a, your, an edu, your education, you first met your spouse. I mean, just, just feel that and just make a list of the positive experiences that when you look back, it just fills your heart with gratitude. This is about amplifying gratitude. Again, we, we just started with the basics. What are you grateful for today? And then we thought about people in our past that maybe we've forgotten about or neglected or maybe people we've taken for granted that we maybe need to say a thank you to. Make a list and you can reach out to folks as you have time. But now just have fun. Go over your life. What are you grateful for from your whole existence. And it's so fun to go back and do that. So have some fun with that. Now, there is a last piece. And now, as you might expect, like this is a coaching tool, it's fun to, amp gratify, am uh, to amplify gratitude. But there's a piece of gratitude where I think it's super important that we can at least make partially aspirational. And that's this one. What are negative experiences that you'd like to be able to be grateful for at some point in the future? Again, we're not saying that, oh, this horrible thing happened to me, I'm so grateful. No, no. It's, can you look backwards and see how that thing that happened actually created a detour and you can be grateful not for the thing that happened but maybe for the person that you became or for how when it seemed like a door was shut that another door opened or how looking back you can see something different now we got to be real careful here because again we're not saying be grateful for a trauma but one of the most powerful things that can happen as we think about our negative experiences is can you get to the point where you can look back? And this is, I think, that Romans 8.28 vision. You have to be super careful with a verse like that. For those who aren't familiar with Romans 8.28, I'll just read it straight out of the NRSV to make sure I don't misquote it. Uh, but it's, it's a verse that says this, and it's really powerful. It says, We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, 
who are call, called according to his purposes. Now, you'd be careful of verse, a verse like that, where it says, all things work together for good, right? Because um, you don't want to prematurely try to find the good in something terrible. You know, like, um, you know, I went through a really challenging um, divorce over 12 years ago now, and, you know, I wouldn't say that that itself was good. But looking back, and I've experienced tremendous healing, I wouldn't even be doing this podcast likely, if, if, except that I went through that and grew out of it. I can look back and I can see now uh, the steps that allowed me to grow. And so I can look back and not be grateful for the divorce, but I can be grateful for the lessons that I learned and the man that those circumstances essentially um, almost forced me to become. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Augustine, in his commentary on Romans, on his commentary on Romans 8.28, <coughs> added in a little fun word. He said, all things work together for those who love God, who are called according to his purposes, even our sins. Even our sins. That's what Augustine had. And I think we can add even more. How about even our shame, even our trauma, even our humiliations, even our wounds, even the injustices that we've experienced. All things can work for good, but we, but you don't want to do that prematurely because you can only, you have to keep living your life forward, but you can only make sense of things looking backwards. And that's where gratitude can come in. And you don't want to force this, but again, the last thing would be, what are some things in your life that were negative? That with the gift of Romans 8, 28 vision after the fact in your ongoing growth, that perhaps you can look back and say, wow, I can be grateful for the journey that I took because of those bad things. Or if you're not there yet, just name those things. And you can almost make it a prayer, Lord. I want to be able to be grateful. Um, open up the right doors, close the wrong ones, bring the right people into my life, bring the right ideas so that I can get to the point where I can look back and be like Augustine and, and be able to write even my sins, even my shame, even my pain, even my hurt, even my injustices. And friends, when you do that, that's the amplification of gratitude. Again, if you'd like to have that resource, invite you to check out the show notes for that. Uh, if you want to, you can just send me an email. I'd be happy to email it to you, deepdivespirituality at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, if you found this episode helpful, uh, share it with a friend. Uh, put a review in iTunes or wherever you have found this podcast. And until next time, live by faith, be known by love, be a voice of hope to others, show up, pay attention, be grateful, because God's got way more invested in this than you do. See you next time.